0: everyone. it a privilege to be here. Before we get started, um, I'm going to take a little less than one minute for every year we've served in Japan this morning to speak. And some of you might be wondering, who is that, or why does he look like that? <laughs> DNA is part of it. My son asked me a couple months ago um, for a Christmas play, I'd grown out my beard, and he said, we got only once in in a lifetime chance, when you come to the States, I want to take a full beard picture with you, Uh, please dad, don't shave off your beard. So after much, I guess the only word I can say is persecution both within family, outside of family. Um, a certain family member that's sitting here today has even threatened a Samson Delilah type of midnight attack and full shaving of beard and, and head. And um, I'm only a few weeks out from getting that picture and then getting cleaned up. so um, I wouldn't have been able to do this if my mom was still here. I can hear her say now, Tony, shave off, you're going to lose support with that beard. (laughs) It's always nice to to come back, uh, obviously, to spend time with Ted and Kay. Um, This time, uh, a special environment of Ted and Kay are remodeling their kitchen. And um, I guess that's going to be done right about the time that I leave. Um... Please check it out. It looks pretty nice. Um, Marsha will be with me um, the last week that I'm here. Um, So at least on uh, June 11th during the Sunday school hour and before the Sunday school hour, uh, both my son Titus and his new bride, Olivia, and Marsha will be over here to to greet some folks. So, So looking forward to that. I was thinking as uh, I was listening to the, the praise music, well, one thing I thought is, boy, I bet you Pastor Aaron wishes he was speaking this morning after the praise time. I mean, how can you not want to talk about God and open up the scripture and share what God has done after that, those beautiful songs? Several of those songs uh, were sung in Japan earlier uh, today. Um, during their service. So it's, it's a special special blessing for me to to be able to follow that with talking about Japan. I've been back for a couple weeks. I, I kind of figured it out the other day. Uh, I think it might have been after uh, having a, a lunch with uh, Albert and Mary Lynn, uh, it kind of occurred to me. Uh, I've had a chance to visit, uh, the Alvera home where my dad spent I don't know, up to maybe 10, 11 months that I've kind of been on a search to, to find him which reminds me to say thank you for having the funeral service here go back and watch the tape and right before my brother is speaking Right by the casket, a flower goes, falls down. It's kind of a unique moment, but um, I'm so glad that I haven't found him because he's in heaven. We've spent the last 37 years in Japan And the message has not changed. It's the greatest message. The voice will get under control here pretty soon. Uh, The greatest message in the world. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to live this life apart from God and Christ. You can have someone that watches over you. That leads you, that forgives your sin, that gives you peace. Maybe the biggest difference that that I experience uh, most Sundays in speaking in Japan is as we sing the same songs and we open the same scriptures and we talk. Obviously, the numbers are different. We've been very blessed, we've seen about 850 Buddhists become Christians during our time there in Shimonoseki. We've seen some major things happen, some, some tremendous works of God, and it's still just a drop, drop in the bucket. But probably the biggest difference is, is sitting in that audience will be dozens of people, Japanese, that they're the first Christian in their entire family line. Since the time of Jesus Christ, when he walked upon this earth and and rose from the dead, they're the first one to believe in Jesus in their entire family line. First fruit evangelism, nothing like it. First fruit discipleship, to, to have the opportunity to teach about God and teach about Christ to, to those people and walk with those people there in Shimonoseki is a, a tremendous privilege. Thank you for sending out Josh and Janae, doing a great job. They've extended, they're going to work another, added another year onto their contract, and they're making a difference. Thank you for, for giving, for giving a lot of money, for praying a lot, for, for some of you who have come to visit us, and we're, we're asking for more. Uh, fortunately, uh, God has, has touched people's hearts to the extent that we only have to raise another couple thousand dollars for a church pamphlet and a tract that we've written that we're taking to every home in Shimonoseki. And we're run, we've are we run out, so we need to, to republish it. And... Um, about 11 or 12 years ago, you sent a team over to paint our churches, our church center and our church and our house. Well, the, the ocean wind and the ocean air has kind of tore up those buildings. And we had it refurbished, remodeled, got the uh, entire process done. And they gave us until the end of this year to, to pay it off. Thousands and thousands of dollars, but we're, with a couple of gifts that I received just this past week, we're down to the last $4,000 on that. Thank you for being a part of that. For spending an entire month thinking about Japan and praying for us, thank you. But I would be remiss if we didn't open up the scriptures to a particular place that is so exciting and so thrilling and so appropriate to what I want to share over the last few minutes here that I can't wait to get there. So go to Mark 5, if you would. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Then I'd like to jump a few verses. And we'll pick up in verse... A touch of heaven. This certain lady who was despised and avoided for sure within the community and had a daily reminder that she was different from other people and and that she couldn't enjoy activities with with other people. She She was unclean and she was desperate. And she thought, if I can only get a touch, just a touch of Jesus' garment, I can be healed. Jarius, a dad who had a 12-year-old daughter, and at some point she'd become very sick, and and she was going to die, and he's desperate. And he searches out, and he waits for Jesus to come back to Capernaum, And finally, Jesus Jesus arrives back and he he goes to see him and, and he begs Jesus, please come to my house and heal my daughter. Just a touch from you will change everything. A touch of heaven. Sometimes before I speak, people say, I, I want to hear more stories. We get good preaching every week. Tell more stories. Then some people say, we hear stories all the time. We want to hear some preaching. So we'll try to mix it up uh, the next few minutes. And it's going to be very simple. The first point is simply to experience the touch of heaven, to experience the touch of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, there always seems to be a problem too big for people, too expensive, too time-consuming, too much knowledge needed. In other words, they're in a situation that they cannot save themselves from. That's the beginning of finding and experience a touch of Jesus Christ, a touch of heaven. Jairus, from what I understand, was in a very good position. He was a leader in the synagogue. I'm sure he was doing quite well financially. He had a home. He was well known. He was respected. And he had a family and his daughter. And she was 12 years old but she was going to die and he's desperate he has a problem that he cannot solve on his own and he goes to where Jesus is and he begs him please come he has faith that if Jesus comes into his life into his home things would change I can remember, there's nothing quite as desperate as as a parent that is seeking help for their daughter or their son whose life is in danger. I've experienced it. Would have given anything for healing, for health. And I knew, just like Jarius that if Jesus was involved in the process and Jesus was allowed to be Lord and Savior in this situation, that, that, that God could heal. And he did. Jairus, all he knows is his daughter's dying and he's begging Jesus. As Jesus goes to, to Jairus's house, he experiences this, this special touch of faith from this lady who has had a sickness for 12 years isn't it interesting that 12 years ago God was preparing these two miracles that were going to make a big difference 12 years ago Jairus's daughter was born 12 years ago the bleeding started with this lady God's always at work. He he might be doing something in your family, in your midst, in your daily life, in the service today, that years from now will absolutely bear tremendous fruit. It might be a year, it might be 10 years, it might be 30 years, but God has a plan. And it's so important for For not only these two, Jarius and and this lady, to recognize it, but for us to recognize that daily, we may not remember, we may not be conscious of it, but we have so many things in our lives that in our own power, in our own decision-making, in our own striving, we could never touch the holiness of God and the plans that God has for us when he's involved in our lives. problem evangelism is what japan is if someone doesn't have a problem they're not going to search after god they're not grandma and grandpa haven't been praying for them they haven't been in and out of church they they don't even know that there's a creator god they don't even know that they were creative of a plan they're not even aware most times that, that there is a hell or a heaven. 0.4% of the population is Christian. I think of three names. Well, actually, I've prepared three names that, 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 that just express this to the ultimate. A young mother... 37-year-old mom named Saki, not Sake, Saki. As we began studying the Bible, we got to maybe the second or third um, session that we had. And I thought to ask her a question, what is the worst thing that you're, you're able to express to me that's happened in your life? That you had, you could not, if you could go back and change, you'd want to change it. If you can share that, please share that with me. She just teared up and started weeping. And then she shared with me, three years ago, she was in the final week of preparation to have her second child. Her husband and her son had had been preparing for this as well and they they had the name chosen and the room prepared and she felt funny a day or two before the, the due date went to the doctor and her baby was dead was healthy up till the day before And now the baby was dead. She had to give full birth to her dead baby. She was crushed. That had been buried and she'd put on the, the Japanese face. She had tried not to express too much emotion, but it was deep in her soul. And she had a problem that she could not fix herself. And no one could. I think of Yoko, a mom about my age, maybe 58, 59 years old, who as a a young lady, a young daughter, when she was uh, maybe in junior high, had a terrible experience with a relative and could not share that with her parents and it and it caused her much anguish and confusion and despair throughout her whole life and when she started to study the scripture with me God brought that to mind and that problem could not be solved she had a problem too big I also think of Mrs. Okafuji, who I talked to early this morning, did you hear that phone call about 12:30 a.m.? Ted, oh, it's too bad. On December 31st of this past year, out of the blue, I was sitting in my car, and I felt the distinct. Lady, I wish it was always like this. It's hardly ever like this for me. Go talk to this particular lady in the neighborhood. Oh, that lady that I've only talked to once in my 37 years here and and I haven't talked to her in 15 years. That lady? So I went. No one answered. I thought, oh, I have to go back. And then there was a little rustle, and she opened the door. Her stomach was distended. She'd lost her hair. She could barely stand. And she said, I just got out of the hospital today after being months in the hospital for cancer treatment. It was so awful, we weren't making progress. So I came home to die. Today? gave her the tract she couldn't talk very long prayed with her I was glad she let me pray with her not a Christian 84 years of life in Japan gave her the tract invited her to the service and and to be honest didn't think about it much for three months on April sixth, Easter week About the same time, I got the strong feeling to go visit her. And when I went there, weeds are up, no sign of life, rang the doorbell many times, no answer. Oh, boy, I sure hope she read that track. Wow, I wonder why I wanted to come over here. Probably should have come sooner and then I heard a, a, a weak voice a, on the intercom. She opened the door, and she, obviously she looked much worse, but she said, if you want, you can come in. Kind of not very Japanese-like. Do you mind if I lay down while we talk? And I said, sure. So she had a hospital bed in her living room. And she said, and we just talked for a while, and. I guess the main part of the conversation was she experienced a lot of fear. and she, she looked at me. She said, I'm going to die, aren't I? I said, yeah. So am I. Everyone's going to die. Does that cause you a lot of fear? She said, yes, I'm scared. I said, well, I gave you that tract. I said, how much do you know about Jesus? She says, I know nothing. Nothing so I shared about Jesus for the next few minutes all the things we take for granted were the first time she'd heard it and I asked her I said everything you're looking for Jesus has how about accepting it how about becoming a Christian she said very difficult very complex I said okay I'll I'll leave you alone now try to come back later and as I was getting ready to leave it just something didn't seem right and I turned back to her and I said you're understanding right I'm not asking you to come to church in this condition I'm not asking you to do a big deep study you don't have to give some amount of money now I kind of suggested that to you guys but I did not say that to her Obviously, there's stages in the relationship in this thing. I said, are you sure you don't want to accept Christ today? And it just, the air just changed. It happens. The, the air changed. She looked up and she said, yes, I want to accept Christ. I want to, I want to believe in Jesus. Right there, we prayed to receive Christ couple days later on Easter Sunday we went over to her house and we did a full immersion of her right hand (laughs) in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost buried with Christ in baptism and raised to eternal life a new life in Christ several days after that she had her first communion every day we have people from our church that are visiting her and praying with her. And she's just days away from dying. She had a problem that she could not fix. Obviously, I have to wrap things up. So, the second and last point is notice that Jairus, for his daughter and the lady herself, sought after Christ it's easier to understand that the lady's experience here I'm sure that, that if people would have known that she was there and, and, and who she was that, that, that they wouldn't even allowed her to get near Jesus she was unclean but she got a touch of Jesus and he healed her And he said, who touched me? And the disciples are kind of like, what? Like everyone? What do you mean? He said, no, who touched me? In other words, who believed? Who sought after me and touched me? The lady comes forward and he says, daughter, peace be with you. You're healed. Go in peace. Notice... it wasn't the amount of faith. It was the authority of faith. It wasn't the portion of faith. It was the person that was the center of that faith. Jesus Christ. A touch of Christ changed her life. Jarius, in the same way, he sees that. And, Come on, let's go, let's go. His daughter's dead by the time they get there, but yet Christ raises her from the dead. Why? How? Because he's the son of God. He's the creator of the universe, the creator of our lives, and he has the authority and the power and the love and the desire to save us, to heal us in many cases, and to guide us through life. The lady that had the awful experience uh, from a relative that that destroyed her life, she prayed to receive Christ a few months ago. And I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. All of a sudden, her eyes were open, and she can't get enough of studying God's word. Her husband and her daughter came to the church on Easter. She gave her testimony and was baptized on Friday and gave her testimony on Easter Sunday the same day that we baptized Mrs. Okafuji the 84-year-old lady. Saki Saki received Christ and he was so he he tasted so good that she started bringing her 12-year-old son when there wasn't baseball practice and baseball games to church. And I had the privilege to to lead him to the Lord just a couple months ago. He's being discipled right now uh, by our young man that works with us in Shimonoseki. All three, a touch of heaven. Not the amount, not the knowledge, but the understanding that it was Jesus and only Jesus that could solve their problem, that could save them. That's why we're in Japan. Almost everyone we meet is not a Christian. Now, sometimes it takes 30-some years for that problem to be felt. But we want to be there. We are there. You help us be there. You pray for us. There's specific names you prayed for, and God has changed their life. And there's many more we trust that are going to recognize their problem are going to seek after christ and become another follower of our lord jesus christ not the eight million gods not the man-made idols but a living relationship with jesus christ not an eternity in hell think about it maybe 60 70 days before going to hell finding christ and life totally changing We serve an awesome God. Please continue to pray for us, and we will proudly serve Christ there. Yes. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is bethesdamb.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy.org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.